Hey, Andy Jenkins back with the podcast. Welcome back to the Hilltop. I am in my office on the second floor looking over this great, uh, it's, you know, I want to call it a ravine or something. I can't ever really decide what it is. It's where these woods are next to the house. We have, I, I think, my opinion, obviously only my opinion, one of the best pieces of property here on this part of the city. Um, we live maybe maybe two miles from the interstate. So it is super close to the interchange where 459 uh, and 280 meet, where you've got the summit and the colonnade, all of that. If you know that intersection, that is one of the busiest intersections in the entire city, probably in the entire state. We live really close to that, yet at the same time, there's this, there's this big neighborhood or this big road that runs past all of these big neighborhoods. And they are, they're what you'd call subdivisions. So all of these rows and rows of houses that a lot of them are beautiful, have these great yards. Um, They tend to look the same. I don't say that in a negative sense. I just mean, you know, you get into one neighborhood, oh, this is all garden homes. You get into another one, oh, this is all kind of like, you know, bigger, you know, 1980s-ish type. You know, you get into another one, you're like, oh, hey, these are all kind of craftsman style. You know, you get it, they they all kind of, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, But there's this one street that runs along the river. And that street, uh, it is kind of where they built some houses on on this hill and now it's not it's not a massive hill unless you're running it like i did this afternoon for my second workout of the day with the 75 hard it is um there are these hills you can hike them you can walk them all all this stuff but because of that when they built the houses originally they they didn't level the land like today if somebody was going to build a subdivision here, they would have gotten bulldozers and trucks and they would have cut down the trees and leveled it all. And they would have had in this area where there are probably 15 homes, they would have had 50 or 80 homes. Well, they didn't do that. And so now what we have is a house where I'm, I'm looking at my, my nearest neighbor across the way here is going out for their afternoon walk right now. And they are about a hundred yards away from me. And there are all these woods between us. I can see them. I know them. They're incredible people. They're super kind. Stop and chat when they're walking all the time. Or if I'm out riding a bike or whatever, hey, how's it going? I could walk over there right now and get anything, borrow anything. They could do the same over here. Great people all around. Guy across the street has turned his front yard into like a chipping green and mows the yard regularly to be like a legit golf course, has the special golf course mowers and everything. Um, You know, balls bounce over here all the time, end up kind of in the front yard, not a big deal. Houses are far apart. It is this incredible oasis like you are in the middle of nowhere with, with probably 20 amazing families out here that all get along and it's just this incredible um respite you know if, if you've ever come to town legit you can stay at our house if we know you um and you'll, you'll love it we've got all of these big not christmas lights they're, they're they're like these super cool lights you see hanging at restaurants and across streets like the backyard lights up like even though it's not christmas lights like a christmas tree lights up super bright and this this place has been really um, a significant part of me rebuilding life after literally 
the rug just getting ripped out and the whole thing come crashing down three, four years ago. And uh, some of that, you know, from decisions, things that I did, some of that, not not decisions that I made. You know, I I think a lot of times we see on, and and this has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. I I don't think, I'll I'll get it there somehow. Um, So often we see, like on social media, we see these armchair psychologists and armchair psychotherapists and people throw out all these hot words like narcissism and gaslighting that have no idea what those terms mean. I was meeting with a counselor regularly and that was kind of one of his beefs was, you know, people toss out these terms even like abuse and these things really happen and people really have these disorders and these tendencies. And when people toss off the words like they're just hot words to win an argument or to make their point, it really strips the power of the real word when the accurate word with a true definition is applied in a situation in which it's really warranted. And so one of the things that's tossed out like that is this victim mentality. And people people say, well, you're not a victim. You know, you take responsibility for you. Here, here's what I would say. You Sometimes you are a victim of other people's decisions. And their decisions have real-world consequences on where you find yourself. Now, owning that and admitting that is not a victim mentality. It's just simply stating the case. Someone did X. Now I'm in position Y or Z. I wouldn't have been here except for that person did X. Now, I might have done some things too. I might have done L-M-N-O-P-Q-R-S-T before they even did Z. But it's more like, you know, was talking with the counselor, said it's more like the situations in which we find ourselves or more like this dynamic interchange of where we're both doing wrong things and making bad decisions and whatever. And and here's the deal. At some point, you find yourself where you are. Sometimes where you are is because of what you did. Sometimes where you are is because of what someone else did. I hear the victim. Most of the time, and this was super important because it, it, it actually is more raw and real about how life actually works. Most of the time, you're where you are because of stuff that you did and stuff that other people did. Yet, here's, here's the kicker. You don't get to stay there. It becomes a victim mentality when you start blaming everybody else and you just stay where you are. So what you get to do is just kind of assess it. Okay, here's what happened. You know, here's why life is where it is. Um, Here's why life's not jamming on 100% high octane. Uh, I did some things. They did some things. Somebody else did some things. But now... I get to where I'm at, draw a new starting line, and I get to step forward from here, designing the life 
I won't. Will it go perfectly after I design it? Probably not. Nothing ever does, right? Yet you still get to do it. Here's here's what I'd kind of say. Let me let me kind of encapsulate all of that right there in one little tidy package. Where you are isn't who you are. It's just the location. It's where you are. And and where you are isn't where you must remain. But where you are is where you've got to begin. Okay, so that 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 is goodness. That's like eight minutes of intro. Um, what I'd like to invite you to do is while you're listening along, if anything resonates with you, there are some links down in the show notes that I want to give you. Uh, number one is if you are ready to start jamming and join the team with the 1B7 ULA movement, I have got a link right there at the bottom of the show notes where you can join the team. Number two is if you're like, ah, I'd like a little bit of inspiration, a little bit of kick, there is a link to a short three-minute video that is fire. I would encourage you to watch that. The third thing I've got down there is an explanation of 1B7 from Dr. Dave, the ULA seeker himself, one of the co-founders of this entire thing that I told you a little bit about in the previous episode. The fourth link is the 21-day email challenge, which is awesome, is amazing. Get into that. I will email you every single day. It's faith-driven, faith-based. One thing to look out for that day, a scripture, a prayer, and then a challenge that will take you less than five to ten minutes to do during that day related to the topic of that day. And we'll talk through all those seven key areas of life that I mentioned in the previous episode. So we will talk about fitness. We will talk about finance. We'll talk about family. We'll talk about your field, whatever you do full-time. We'll talk about your faith. We'll talk about friends. We'll talk about fun. We'll then go through seven blockers that kind of keep you from living your best life. And then we will rock right into seven accelerators that will help empower you, put wind in your cell to move from where you are to where you're designed to be. That's the 21-day challenge. It's an emailed thing to you every single day. And then lastly, there's a link down in the show notes right there to our Facebook group. My wife, Beth, and I lead a group. It's free. You just drop into it. Uh, it'll give you two questions when you get there. Number one is going to be, you know, do you want to be in this group? That just keeps people from mass adding and all that kind of stuff. And, and the second question is just going to be, how did, how did you hear about it? So, you know, you might have heard about it from a friend. You might have heard about it from this podcast or from an email or from something else. Anyway, jump into that group. Okay, so in the last episode, I was talking about some of the things that I picked up from the ULA guys. One of them was this. Here's here's kind of a significant part in my story is about seven years ago, I went on that Hawaii trip where I met Dave, met Troy, uh, met Travis, uh, who is not an ULA guy. He is now officially referred to as the suit or as T.O. for Travis Ogden. He is CEO, co-founder of ULA Global. An incredible guy. I met all of those guys on the same trip and stayed in touch with them. Um, after that trip, I wrote a book that uh, now the rendition out is The Guy's Guide to Essential Oils. The Guy's Guide to Oils is the official title. Um, that all came from that trip where I started really thinking about you know, miracle type of health, also thinking about natural health, how these two things aren't in odds with each other. Started talking about vitamin supplements, nutrition, uh, started talking about essential oils, all some of the things that I use still every day 
for my health purposes. That journey led me just, and that all kickstarted on that trip to getting healthy. I learned about writing books, publishing books, about podcasting, about email funnels, about web pages, social media. Um, all of that kickstarted right then and there. Uh, here, here's what's unique, and, and I'll, I'll post it this week on social media. I've got a picture of myself and Travis from, I think it's from 2015. That was a year after that book came out. Uh, I'm on the stage with him at an event. It was known as Thrive. Uh, Thrive was uh, an event related to essential oil world. He used to be one of the executives at Young Living Essential Oils. And so there, there was a segment there where I got to interview on stage a panel of of Young Living executives. Of course, he, he was one of them. And so um, in that, it, it, I looked back at that and I was like, yeah, I've known that guy for a while. And it, it was kind of this moment because I remember up there interviewing him and just having this flash, this flood of things that already that guy had done on my behalf. When I left Hawaii, one of the goals I had was to write a book about that whole essential oil, natural health journey as I was walking it out. Um, some of you know by now that the books that I write, I tend to write things that I want and need to know and to explore, not necessarily things where I have this intense expertise. Now, you write the book, you walk it out, you start studying it, like it it becomes like your wheelhouse. Uh, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that in the next episode because it's it's not super important right now. What is important is that met Travis in Hawaii, and then right after that, I kind of stayed in touch with him. He really became kind of a fact checker for me. So I would text message him regularly. He's, you know, one of the C-level executives at Young Living. I'm just kind of a low-level distributor at the time that's building a business. And I told him I was writing this book, would send over information. He would kind of fact check it, research it a little bit, you know, send me back some qualifying statements, some help uh, on it. In fact, what's unique is like he's he's still in some sense been looking out for me. And that's I remember when a couple years ago, everything was just falling apart in life. And, you know, when when life falls apart, here's what happens. Some of you've been there and it's kind of like a house burning down. Everybody likes to kind of pull over or rubberneck when they're driving by a house that's burning down. But most people don't really reach out and say anything or do anything. You know, somebody pulled over on the side of the road on a car. Like, and obviously as the hood pop. Most people don't pull over and stop. They rubberneck. They look at it. It slows traffic down. But people don't really stop. Or if they do, what they do when your life's falling apart is generally the equivalent of you stopping while a house is burning down or you stopping on the side of the road while somebody's got the you know hood popped up and then just kind of going through this list of reasons why it happened instead of reaching out and supporting and loving and walking them through it. And I remember getting during that season several text messages from Travis. He, he wasn't even at Young Living at the time. So totally in a different space, working for another company, doing awesome work there. 
hey man, just checking on you, you're gonna make it through this. Multiple times, nothing, nothing to gain from me. And and you know that that's just a good snapshot right there. You see people's. In some sense, you see a another. You don't see who they really are totally. You just see another glimpse, like it's just you see another. Almost like you just look at them. Like if you hold up a diamond and you you know you turn that diamond in the light, all of a sudden just these different colors refract. And every time you look at the diamond from a different angle, there's something unique that you see in it. And what I would say here, kind of as the analogy, when you see someone treat someone else. Uh, that they have nothing they can gain from. So it is just a pure interaction where there is no upside for the person that is treating the other person in a specific way. It gives you another angle, like looking at a diamond when you twist it in the light and you see another element of the beauty that's there. It doesn't capture all of it, but it certainly shows you something incredibly insightful of it. And so that that's kind of what I picked up from him is, you know, if you, if you know Travis, what you see on stage, or what you see on the videos is what you get in real life and real person. There, there is this swagger that he has. Well, when I was running this afternoon on my hard 75 workout number two of the day, I was, I was trying to, do, I was just kind of thinking, because I knew I was going to come in and record this. And I was thinking there, there is this humble swagger to him. It's, it's just this honest, gracious confidence that's not, not above, I don't think above correction but but it's just this hey this is it's not this i got it all figured out it's just this humble gentle moving forward on your behalf and leading you to something better than where you were and that's in every single interaction i remember when i wrote that book uh, first rendition of the guy's guide to oils just reaching out to him okay i'm done here it is i'm shipping you a copy ship some of the other guys that were uh, you know at the corporate offices there a copy got great um feedback from all of them they were all so kind and gave me some insights that actually made the book better and i reached out to him was like hey how do i get this in the vendor hall at convention i had no idea that there was a vendor hall i'd, n- I'd never been uh, had been involved with the company for less than a year at that point, less than six months when I when I met Travis, met the Ula guys initially on that trip to Hawaii. And instantly, I, I mean, within like 30 minutes, he emailed me back and he said, hey, reach out to this person right here and let them know what you have with the book and that you'd like to get it in the vendor hall. And so I, I remember reaching out, you know, I sent an email like right away and hey, Travis said to reach out. Here's what I've got. Here's the name of the book. Here's how long it is. I'd love to get it in the vendor hall. He said you'd be the person to contact. And I had no idea that he'd put me in touch with the person that was running a publishing company that uh, was kind of the sole distributor of the books and resources that Young Living had. And instantly they bought, sight unseen, unread, a thousand books. It, it was mind-boggling and that meant that like they didn't publish it I, I published it so I got to keep the rights to the book I made more per book than I would have made if I had sold it off to them 
I, I could shoot video courses. The content remade mine. It wasn't like handed over to some other. It, it was amazing. And I remember walking up to him at, at convention. Like I finally put it all together. There was one morning we went for this run, came back. You know, we we're just kind of talking about one of the speakers. He had hired John Maxwell to speak at convention. There was an incredible. Uh, in, in fact, I refer to that speech that John Maxwell gave in the advance book. If you've read that at the end of it, there are multiple things and insights I got. I, I started putting it all together like we were talking. And I, and I told him when I got back, uh, ran, ran over to him like after one of the sessions in convention. He was there with his wife. And I told him, I said, it just dawned on me like you opened up that door that wouldn't have been opened. Like you made that connection. If I would have just sent them that on my own, it it never would have happened. Or it would have been months of discussion and follow up. Thank you. And he just he just kind of grinned. Like, you know, that was that that was enough. Um that was it. So here, here's my point. I've been talking about the ULA thing. And, you know, some people ask me questions. Well, like, yeah, do you know, do you know? Like, do you think it's going to work? It's like this because this is all ground floor. We've been talking about launching this thing on 7-7. It goes global, but you can actually get involved now before the thing ever even takes off out of the gate. And I've told everybody, it's like, yeah, I know because I've looped back and forth with these guys several times when when the bottom was falling out from life you know two of the three of these guys um i i'd spoken to them on just they they and they, they had reached out and, and in fact david actually told me he said hey man i've been through a lot of the same stuff that you're going through i know it's different details same situation you know, going through losing everything, you know, financially depleted, you know, ending a marriage that he said, I've been through that. I get it. Anytime that you need to talk, text me that morning and I will make time for you sometime during the day. I will carve out time. And he literally did. And it's again, it's back to the thing where when people have nothing they can gain from you, like it shows you just another twist another turn of the diamond. A couple times in the last several years, we actually had the ULA guys to town. They they decided uh, to come to Birmingham one time on a tour. They were just kind of bouncing around and doing uh, some of their speaking, and we, we hosted them with some other uh, Young Living distributors. Uh, when they were brand ambassadors, they came through. Uh, and we did that off of Lakeshore, hosted them at the UCP building, had a couple hundred people out there that evening, got to interact with them. Then got to interact with them more a couple years later. They did a tour with the Volkswagen bus. They decided to get an old school Volkswagen bus and to let people have stickers, write dreams on the sticker, put the sticker on the bus, and then take a tour. And the, the idea was to collect a million dreams on that bus. It is now covered in 27 layers of stickers. The bus was driven through most of the 50 states, if not all 50 states. I know through the continental United States. They stopped in Birmingham to do some book readings at the Barnes & Nobles, to do some book signings. And then we hosted them one evening outdoors at Avondale Brewing Company uh, at the Avondale Brewery here in town outside you know there's this outdoor not amphitheater but this stage outside there's actually an outdoor pub there are food trucks all around it was an an incredible location um so so i've gotten to see 
these guys up close. Now on that bus, uh, and I'll put a picture of the bus um, here on my website related to this, where I've got a picture with them just interacting with people there near the bus, people putting stickers on that bus. A lot of the stickers that people put would be something like lose weight or pay off debt or find friends or reconnect with faith. And in other words, a lot of things that you, you would see that would be significant. And they said a lot of times people would come up with tears in their eyes as they start putting that sticker on the bus. Like it was this real moment of seeing that this thing actually matters and not just keeping it in your head, but actually putting it forward on something tangible where you could see it, but but other people, even though your name wasn't attached to it, other people could see it too. Like there was this, there was a unique thing about putting that thing out there. And what they noticed was a lot of these things, they, they were what you would categorize as small wins. In other words, the idea is that you might be, most people probably are, just a few steps from a major breakthrough. Not, not massive steps. We we often think like I mean you know like for stuff to change like it's it's like everything. I mean and a, but but it breaks down to like small things. When when I was rebuilding life several years ago, it was just a lot of small things. Consistently showing up and doing the faith stuff. Consistently showing up at the table with friends. Consistently showing up and doing a little bit of work every single day in the area of my craft, it, doing some writing, doing some speaking, doing some things to make those areas better, to move them forward. And I'd been doing that for a couple years until May 2020. And, and I, re- I remember it because Beth and I were driving down to the beach uh, whenever we'd go down there on 30A, I would always take my bike. I've got like a road bike, race bike. I'd always take it, um, had invested in a good bike to exercise with and would ride it really up and down 30A. Like when, you know, sometimes you're at the beach and the family's all just kind of getting ready and they're, you know, seem to be taking a while or they come in and they want to get showers or they want to sleep in. Like I would just get on the bike and just go ride and just going on that kind of isolated street during certain hours, busy during other hours. But, you know, it was just this great space for me. And I, and I remember there's a turnaround that I take. I go from one end to the other and there's a turnaround I make near a coffee shop and near a bike rental, vacation rental place where they have an old school Volkswagen bus. The Volkswagen bus, it's kind of in my mind, become synonymous with ULA because it's on the book. It's um, on the updated version of the book. Anyway, it is the thing that they use to collect dreams. It's what they brought into town when we hosted them there at Avondale Brewing Company. It is kind of, you know, one, one of their hallmarks. And so I remember going by and took a picture and then Later on, and I still take it. I'll post them on social media. Like when I go back, that's my turnaround is um, the 38 bus. And I, and I remember riding one day with Beth and I was like, hey, get a picture of that. I'm going to send it to Dave. 
Like, I'm just going to text it, shoot it. Hey, blank canvas. No dreams on this one. This one is blank, empty. And in some sense, you know, I took it, I forgot to send it. And it was probably for me, like, because I'm rebuilding and trying to put everything together and I'm kind of mid-stride on that. And, you know, I'd, I'd talked to Dave and he said, man, you know, when you go through divorce, it takes really, it's not just like, okay, you're done. And then, okay, new chapter. Like it takes a season of kind of walking out some things until you finally feel like you're on the other side. You finally feel like you're in a new chapter. You finally feel like things are starting to click. You're beginning to get your groove. That's probably true of any kind of traumatic, life-changing experience. And so I was really kind of feeling like, hey, it's kind of a blank slate for me. I had so many things that were starting anew. I just bought and renovated this house, the hilltop. It just even named it, right? Had just put the Christmas lights, the big bulb lights outside. Had just made some strides and started to add on the tiny house and do some things, you know, for the kids. And take the picture, send it. It's a blank canvas. And then we just got tied up and I forgot to send it. This was back, you know, Memorial Day weekend 2020. Uh, the next week he texted. And and that wouldn't have that wouldn't have been abnormal just because I'd interacted with him several times every couple months, sometimes more regularly than that. If I was in a moment needed to like to hear wisdom from someone who'd been in the same trench that I'd been in. And he texted about coaching, about the ULA coaching. And, and I, I thought instantly, I said, man, like, golly, like I just had this moment where I was thinking about you guys. And, you know, I got this picture. I forgot to send it. We just got tied up. I meant to, you know, texted over, blank canvas. And he told me, he said, well, listen, here's what I'm calling about. We've got the ULA coaching certification program. Now, at that point, when I'm talking to him, I knew they had had that. It had been going on. I, in fact, I'd seen them at a, at a convention about nine months previous where they had just launched it. And he told me on the phone, he goes, hey, yo, we've just launched it. We worked out the bugs, worked out the kinks. We're looking for some more people that we want to certify. And Troy and I were meeting last week and we were both thinking, hey, let's both choose our top seven people that we want to reach out to, to become certified coaches and make the network stronger. And he says, hey, you, you were one of the guys that was at the top of the list. Now, in my mind, I want to go, oh, yeah, I was at the top of the list. I probably was number seven, <laughs> right? But but it's on the list. So he reached out and he said, hey, I want to certify you in this. And if you do it, this is what was cool. If you do it, I won't send you to an advisory coach to do it. You know, to be certified in the ULA coaching framework, you have to be coached by someone else in the framework and be coached by them on how to coach someone else. And so I, I told him, I said, I, yeah, let me, that's, that's an honor that you would do that. Let me spend some time praying through this because I've got a lot going on. I mean, I've got several projects right then. I had some writing projects I was doing. Uh, I had, I was working with an incredible nonprofit crosswinds where we were writing some grants. Uh, the founder there had hired me when I was going through the lost it all season to write some grants to begin putting some stuff together. There had developed with him a PTSD curriculum for veterans um, that uh, he allowed me at some point in 2020, early 2020, to shoot video of. 
So had all of these things going on, I, I, I didn't know if I had time to actually even do the coaching. I would like it, I think. I mean, I thought before I, I might like to be a life coach, but that was before life fell apart. And then when I started building it back up, I like I, I just didn't know where I would fit it because I was taking other steps and rebuilding and doing other things. And he, he told me, no, no, here, here's how it works. In fact, I'll, I'll put a link to where you guys can actually see the landing page below. Um, the coaching link. I'm, I'm making a note right now so I remember to do that. Where every week people would learn on video from Dave and Troy about a concept for a 10-week program and then they would meet with the coach. That, like, that would be me. And I would interact with them via Zoom meeting to help them process through the content that they had just learned from Dave and Troy. So Dave and Troy would be doing some of the heavy lifting of, hey, here is the content that is the same for everybody. Now the coach would help you apply that to your unique situation. So that's what he was offering to invite me into. And he said, hey, I, I want to get you in that and get you certified and do it. And by the way, when you do it, and this was what was really cool. He said, when you do it, and I, I watched it like all in about a week. Literally, it was on a weekend. We, we went out of town, and I watched it out of town like two weeks later and got into it. And, here, and here's, what's, here's what's cool about it. Let me back up. That same period when I am praying and contemplating, hey, do I have the bandwidth to do this emotionally, mentally, psychologically, physically? Are there enough hours in the day? Another friend reaches out and he says, hey, man, I've been, I've been praying for you. And I know you've got some money saved. I know you've been rebuilding some things. And this is a guy that walked through with me through the whole thing, too. He said, I want to, um, I feel like there's an opportunity for you that's coming up. Like, I want to pay for it. Now, he had no idea what was going on. But he said, like, I, I want to pay for this thing that's coming up. And I said, man, it's strange like that you would say that because, like, let me tell you what's going on. And and he was actually certified in this framework too. And he said, man, I'm I'm going to pay for it. I'm going to call him and I'm going to figure out how to do it if this is what you want to do. And so I told him, I said, I'm, I'm in the middle of praying about it. And he goes, well, if finances are a holdup in the prayer, don't let them be. Because regardless, if you do it, I'm paying. And so it was like all the dominoes just started falling so one of the things that David says to do is, hey, go um, open up a Facebook group, start teaching the framework in the Facebook group totally free. So we did. I put a link to the Facebook group in the show notes below. It's called the Hilltop Hangout, named after the house. Um, and it actually has, it says, you know, it's a ULA-driven group. So you'll see that right there when you jump in if you want to join and get in there. And, and so I started teaching about the seven ULA areas. We started talking about it. a week at a time. We would take on fitness and then finance and then family and then field and faith and friends and fun and then do some of the blockers like fear and guilt and anger, self-sabotage, laziness, envy, uh, focus, meaning a lack of focus or misdirected focus, pointing in the wrong direction and talking about the accelerators, gratitude, love, discipline, integrity, passion, humility, and wisdom. So... We began building that, thinking at some point I'll use that for coaching. I, you know, I didn't have time, right? Because I was doing these other projects. But I'm thinking at some point I might. I, you know, felt like led to get the certification. Here's fast forward all of this to the beginning of the year in January. Beth and I are 
sitting and praying and talking and dreaming. And one of the things that she was going to do is walk away from uh, working in an accounting firm and just work with me full time and begin really, we started going through my website, talking through and working through some of the email funnels and things that are there and some of the landing pages. And if you've been to my website, you know that I've kind of been in redesign mode just kind of for the last few months, just systematically doing a little bit at a time to make it just a little better. Part of the process of that was we were going going through all the books that I had. Again, I, I tend to write books uh, not from just only my expertise, but I, I tend to write about things that I need to know about, th- things I want to know about. So on my website, there was definitely a, a flow um, where you know the first thing I want people to do is to experience grace. So that was the redemption book and some of the grace video courses. And then after they get the grace component, I want them to get not just their spirit alive, but their soul whole. And so um, this year I started redrafting that soul wholeness book, combining some of the content that I've wanted to combine for years that I'd written years ago, pulling it all together and really talking about how, how do you move forward from traumas, hurts, pains, mindsets of the past and start living from an emotionally healthy center as you live from a spiritually healthy center. That's part of your total health. Um, and, and so did that, developed that this year, um, started really redeveloping the life lift material that I, that I wrote. My dad originally wrote that 20 years ago, 20 plus years ago. And he had given me that material to really kind of build upon. And so that's kind of a co-authored project with my dad. So I was going through all of these books and rewriting and redrafting and making sure the language was what I wanted to say. The more you teach these things out loud, the more you kind of go through the redrafting, re-editing process of that. And then finally, the advanced book, which talks about um, empowerment and living out in the real world. So the redemption was the grace, get forgiveness, find forgiveness, soul wholeness, get your soul, your emotions, your mindset healthy. Life lift, is, it was really helping people find their purpose, finding out what they were gifted and called, created to do. Um, again, my dad originally designed that material uh, authored that 20 years ago. So we took that to another level. And then the advanced book was about daily empowerment, practically living out step-by-step real-world skills. Um, and so, you know, putting all these together on that website, I'm, I'm really thinking, you know, I would love to have some place people can drop in monthly, like there's regular content drip. Number, number one, it would create an income stream for me. Number two, it would help people more. And number three, I wanted something that was like kind of this daily just jolt that would remind them and help them in, in that empowerment space. So again, the whole flow being forgiveness, find it. Realize how radically loved you are. Um, that was the redemption book. And then soul, wholeness, emotionals, emotionally be whole, mindset, be free, um, get past the blockers and hindrances of the past. Number three was the life lift. Find your purpose. Find what you were created, designed to do. The advanced material that we taught for years in men's events would be just available for people to have these practical skill sets. 
and like you might notice, like I've been more active with all that content. So every every Monday, I've been posting my reflections from the blog, uh, on the blog from the Advanced Planner. Every Wednesday, a podcast has been dropping. Every Friday, I've been doing a short video. Um, so about March, we're starting to map out that flow of this year, and I'm really thinking, you know, that monthly. How do how do you have this club? You know, like we we did when I was working with Oily App. At the time I was. How do you how do you have this club like we had there where we were producing something every single month that helped people move forward? And about that time was when I got a call to hop on a Zoom with Dr. Dave again because he had something new that he was sharing. And he and Troy were sharing the 1B7 ULA Global. Um, again, it, it is, I've got a long video down in the links when Dave hopped here to the house via Zoom and we, in the middle of a cookout, <laughs> shared it with everybody. They wanted a product that was digital, that was less than 50 bucks, that was, here's what's cool tailor-made to the individual. So it is unique to you. Like when you get in there and start, I'll talk a little bit more about it in the next episode. It it asks you, are you a student? Are you a stay-at-home parent? Are you in the middle of a career? Because it's going to start designing questions that are unique to you. In fact, when he was here uh, the other day, last night, as of the recording of this via Zoom, afterwards, some of the guys were sitting around that had been working through this product kind of in the beta test. And they were saying, man, I like, I didn't realize it was tailor-made to me. Like, I thought it was, like, obviously very personal, but I didn't realize it was giving me different stuff than it was giving you as far as, like, daily actions that I needed to take to move from where I am to where I'm designed to be, like that practical empowerment piece. And so, you know, what we decided to do was we were going to wrap this entire ULA thing onto the website or have the website, like, have that be the monthly piece right there that really we point people to instead of creating it it's been created for us and so again you know I feel like I feel like at this point I'm crash landing this episode but I'm looking at the clock and I've been going like 42 minutes and three seconds and so at some point I've got to end right here's the deal I am totally behind um, this 1B7 movement. The, the goal is actually to positively impact 1 billion people in seven years. And what I'm doing is sharing previous episode, this episode, and one more because I want to just kind of pull the curtain back, give you some more information, uh, point you to a video that you can watch where you can get specific information about the product or even about joining our team and leading in the movement to make an impact on other people. Um, either way, doing whatever's best for you. For years, I could never figure out how to, when I was in the essential oil world, how to get that to match up with what I felt was my purpose, my calling. And so I was running in two parallel universes. When this opportunity came along, it completely made sense because it fits with what we do. It fits with the message, with the heartbeat of everything that's there. And so um, the, the cool thing about it is, and we'll talk about, about this a little bit in the next episode, uh, is that it is going to tailor, make, and do a unique design for you. All right, so let me just do this. As I do every single week, 
let me just kind of pray you out, step back to it on another episode, and then we'll uh, kind of pick up the story a little bit more, put my notes to the side right there. My prayer for you as I sign off is that the Lord bless you, that the Lord keep you, that the Lord be gracious to you, that the Lord shine massive doses of favor on you. May you realize that you were designed uniquely by the creator of the universe for greatness, for a purpose, for a call that is on your life. And the flow that I am endeavoring to teach is that you would, first of all, experience radical forgiveness. May you see, sense, and feel the awesome work that Jesus has done on your behalf and realize that the guilt, that the shame is gone that you're forgiven. May you walk it out and be emotionally soul whole. Mindset, everything, clear, so that you can move forward in wholeness, letting go of the things that were in the past. May you find the unique purpose for which you are made, and may you be able to find tools to practically live and walk this thing out every single day. Grace and peace. I'll see you soon.